Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. 15% off the Metamucil range at Chemist Warehouse. Now starting from just 18.69. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ Thursday. Where are you? Thursday already, the 9th of June, just after 6 o'clock. Got a text message coming through on the Temper Bedpost text machine already. Go the Maroons, Queenslander. Sign Billy Slater for the Warriors now. Oh, totally agree, Tim. Totally agree with you, mate. Listen to his... Uh, Press match, uh, post match presser, and wow, Billy Slater's comments just saying to all the right things. Doesn't really single out any individuals, all about the team, the Queenslander way. The Queenslanders have been doing that for a very, very long time, winning the little moments. So, uh, we'll react to that throughout the morning for sure. Cameron Munster, I know Louis was very impressed with Cameron Munster. Well, just seen his little highlights package, and bam, man, Jose give up a few things things go your way he's on fire at the moment he looks fit energized and just real determined at the moment Cameron Munster uncle Morena how are you oh, Morena is yeah mate one of the best I've seen for a while origin mm. last night had everything everything and I also caught the mystics in the magic game too mate which was awesome um, we see one of those teams go through to the final uh, don't want to give away too much yet because I think that might be one of the clues Oh, for uh, for your quizzy dag, but no, mate, the game's good. happened. Yeah, the game has <laughs> happened, but there's still a final to go, Louis. Yeah, big final Sunday. Big Stars final next week. Pulse. Big big final Sunday. Stars pulse. So looking forward to Kiz. We're gonna get Kiz on. Kiz, you all right, mate? Honestly, Dagger, I'm pretty deflated, to be fair. Oh, yeah? <laughs> uh, but at the same time, Louis made a good point. I, I do have to take my bias hat off now, now that the Stars have actually made it through. But honestly, couldn't fault them last night. That That's yeah. really all it was. The, we were just, well, when I say we, Mystics were just waiting for the Stars to make a mistake, and they never did. So full the credit, fully deserved. The trump card came back, mate. 
Trump card, Grace Nowicki? Yeah, it's just the question if she started, what would have mm. happened? Because she did only play the second, third and fourth quarter. So maybe if uh, if they started her, they, that six-point lead that the Stars had at the end of the first would have been wiped. Oh. Hey, Kempi, what do you reckon Mike Tyson's feeling this morning? Yeah, pretty happy. Pretty happy. I think uh, mate, he's always happy. He's growing big farms over there in California. You know that? It's gone over your head, hasn't it? It's gone over my head. What are you on about? Mystics. Right. <laughs> He's gutted for the mystics. Oh. <laughs> oh. I knew exactly what Louie was going on about, but he wasn't pulling me into that one there, Daggy. <laughs> wow, Louie, okay. You're on one today. <laughs> um, love it. Yeah, yeah, it's feel for you. Feel for you, Keza. Feel for you, Keza. But, mate, stars and great to have uh, Maya Wilson on the show last week and then Coach Kitty Wills. Uh, earlier on this week as well. You can catch that on our podcast. Uh, big show coming up. We're going to talk to Daryl Mitchell. Dazza, the Mitchell, out of uh, out of the UK. One of the standout players for the Black Caps, scoring a ton at Lords. And we'll chat to him this morning as they head to Trent Bridge to try and even things up there one all. Uh, last year, we had an awesome chat with volleyballer Shauna Polly as her and her playing partner, Alice, travelled the globe during COVID times, told us an awesome swell. Crazy story when they were in uh, Rwanda and uh, they went to go for a swim in the lake. And um, that's not the lake you go swimming, darling. You stay out of that one. Anyway, it's great to chat to her. She's going to come on the show short, uh, about after 7 o'clock and we're going to chat to her about uh, the upcoming Commonwealth Games. So looking forward to that. And after 8, we'll tack back to the Cycling New Zealand Review and chat to former board member Kevin Searle, Searle who has uh, questions about the review and if anyone is taking accountability. So big show for you today. We want to rip into it. Give us a call anytime on the Kennard Tire phone line 0800 150 811. Or even better, be like Tim and give us a text nice and early. Queensland, how good did they look? Double eight, double three on the Temper Bed Post text machine. Morning team, aroha, morena. <laughs> I'm here. I mm, coffee. Mm. So the netball last night. Now I understand why Keza walked in like a corpse. <laughs> yeah, he's deflated. He's, he's he deflated. even sounds like he's forty years older today. Then you see him in the middle of the of the circle at the end of the game, mm. doing the ray ray ray. Was that him? Yeah, it was him. I thought that was the mascot. Yeah, Mystics, three cheers, three, three cheers What's for the, the stars. Rah, rah, rah. Well, I have to say, Kezia, I do feel your pain because I wear a blue jersey on the inside. I don't wear oh. it to work because I know that you'll all Poor attack thing. me. I Poor. know, I don't. No, I see one of my favourite. I don't know if blue any... Blue doesn't but... suit you, Aroha. Blue doesn't suit you. <laughs> Red does. Really? <laughs> Oh, thank you, is it? Just leave that jersey on. Well, look at, look at that. On. Look how long it took me to change colours, just like that. One compliment. Hey, hey Izzy, does blue not suit you either? Because I noticed you didn't get in the water yesterday. No, no, I've got stitches, Louie. <laughs> oh. I've got stitches. I already sent Chucky a message. I said, once I get these stitches out, on, on, when is it? No, not tomorrow, it'll be next week. Where I'll are the stitches? Like, is it a thing that oh. you could have held out of the, out no, of the water up in the air? Like on a foot. boy? He could have gone diving off the back of a boat. What, you know? Dive into the into head first into the water. <laughs> Haven't you done the old <laughs> glad wrap styles with you know when you have to have a shower and things? Yeah, like I've done just... that with a shower. I could have jumped in the shower. I've got to go. I've got to go jump in the ocean. Yeah, no. And I was too, I was too busy shooting. I was too busy uh, getting eagles at golf. Yeah, okay. Oh, oh. Oh, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all As right. if the blue colour didn't hurt bad enough. Saw okay, that you. though, lads. How was it? Oh, nice, mate. Yeah, oh, it was man. a good. It was actually a, 
it was a big day yesterday. You know, we had uh, run in at straight debut yesterday, the league show uh, in the afternoon, three to four on a Wednesday. If you're listening, that's uh, with Sammy Hewitt. That went that went pretty well. But beforehand, I went to pick Louis up, and mm. we went down to Okahu Bay and and jumped in the water and um, post nice. post that uh, gave Louis a bit of a, a history lesson on that beautiful piece of Finua down there and Bastion oh. Point. So. Um, yeah, spent spent a, spent the, a little bit of time with my little mate here, and oh, um, then came into yeah. came into Mahi and mate, it was a big day. And then stayed up, and I couldn't I couldn't go to bed because I, I just I had to have a look what Billy Slater could do with this Origin team. And seriously, Cam George, if you watched that last night, oh, man. you want a ten year coach going off of Billy Slater. The There's no chance of getting Billy. There's no Zero. chance they are getting Billy. And we've got to change that. Oh, we've got, to, we've got that. to change that attitude, eh? We've got to change that attitude where we say we got no chance. We have to take the no chance and give ourselves a chance by jumping in the race. They said oh. that about they said that about young Smithy, mate. Brandon Smith with no chance and look at him, he just went aside for for Sydney City. So yeah, but he, jump he in the jump know. in the fight. Do you know this is Izzy, this is what Kempi and me were arguing about yesterday in the ad break. Um because I was saying, Well, you, there's just not a chance. There's not a there's chance, no chance that Billy Slater would do it because there's certain things that would have to happen before we can even sign a coach that calibre and they involve, I believe a drastic change of the future, and actually, like, well, to put it bluntly, who owns the who owns the club? Mm. And, and like, I, I, I just I think there either has to be an extreme admission that a guy saying the words alpha male out loud doesn't give us any hint of doing, or something drastic has to happen to make him really realise that. I look, I look, I Izzy and Izzy, you you understand my thought process, but. Look, I agree. I I can't but agree with Louis and what he says. But you know, coming from a small town and being told that you never get out of there and be an NRL player um, is is like someone telling me that there's a, that you've got no chance of doing something. And I'm a guy, Blake, that that now this part of my life is is always thinking glass half full mm. and and looking looking for things that actually will make things happen. And yeah, Louis's probably right. You know, hundred percent. But there's that little chance, you know, like there's a little crack that some type of hope might get through that mm. and get out there into the big wide world and make things happen. And I, look, if you're not in the fight, I always say this thing: you can either you can either sit back and and say, nah, this it's never going to happen," or you can get in the fight. You can get in the mm. fight with yourself and you say, "Mate, I can make it happen. I can do things." And 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 always look at it with a glass half full because yeah. you know, too many times, and especially in, the, in in sport, you're getting knocked over. You know, mm. it's really hard to get back up, and, and that's where the Warriors at the moment. Look, I've, I've, I'm 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 dead set serious. Cam George needs to wake up this morning and come up with a strategy of talking to someone like a Billy Slater. I, I, I look, I, I hear what Louis saying. And he's probably right. His strategy is go this to the ground low and just scrap everything, get rid of everything. Like right now, I'm only saying never now because right now what I'm seeing and what the whole entire New Zealand scene, no one want to be a part of that. No one in their right mind. So what you do is you scrap it all, you wipe, you wipe the kitchen sink of it all, you just get rid of it, and then you start again. And then you, you've got to build a, a, a culture, an environment, an industry where people want to be a part of that. And then you, you'll you get the police Slaters, and then you'll get the people like, man, like the people that want to come down to Christchurch. I hate going back to Christchurch, but people that want to come, what do I want to know what that's like. What's Razor like to be as a coach? Well, what, what does he do? What are the things? I'm like, mate, 
why don't you come down and try it out? No, nah, you're bang, so you, you bang on, is he? The, my question is, for Kempe, who does the scrapping? Who yeah. is that person <laughs> that pushes the reset? But because that's when that's what and that's where I'm saying, well, it can't happen this time unless something. S- See, the, like, uh, the answer to your question is the, the the person that does the scrapping is an, is a, is Mark Robinson. He's got to have that. He's got to have that internal internal <laughs> scrap. Too mate, much. <laughs> he's got to have that internal scrap with himself to say, mate, I need to step yeah. out. You know, I need to I need to let the light in. Mm. Um, and and if that happens, maybe just maybe glass half full we we got a shot of someone like a Billy Slater you're talking about reset you're talking about what's it like stuff like that well Billy Slater's come in and changed the whole attitude of the Queensland side and if you didn't watch the game last night and see that then you got rocks in your head the kid's mm. destined for good stuff um, and greatness as a coach oh man I was listening to that presser and I was just like wow it's a spine thing everything he said you know just just little, he's never really singles out players. He talks about moments. He talks about Queenslanders doing that for a very, very long time. And just talking about the Queenslander way. I am Queensland through and through. And you're sitting there, you're like, man, I'm a Queenslander too now. Listen to you. Like, just just <laughs> a legend that when you think of the Queensland State of Origin team, he is the first, one of the first players that spring to my home. Lockyer, you know, absolute legend. So, yeah, I, I totally agree. If they could get him, Kempe. They would inspire the whole of New Zealand, but I don't know if Billy Slater in his right mind right now would be able to change anything in there. I know, I know, mate. They're, they're, you can't even say with it, keep a straight face, Kimpy. Like. The, crack, the crack is so tight at the moment. There might be a little bit of light coming through. I'll give you a thousand to one. Oh, mate, I can't take it. <laughs> you might as well give me a million to one. I still wouldn't take it currently. Hey, um, Izzy, what you're talking about, Billy Slater and, and that kind of identity coaching, and we, we know mm. Bears well and we know that's kind of what he like. He believes in that sort of, hey, just let's just do your jobs. Let's believe that kind of holistic coaching. You know the other guy, well, you really do know him well, who, who does that? That's Razor Ray. Now, I, I saw this clip yesterday of him talking about Jason Ryan and what they had mm. done together coaching the, their 99 games, 100th game this weekend. And I thought I'd play it back to you because as you're talking about Billy Slater, this is exactly what I feel. Uh, the relationship's really open and we have some tough conversations as well with each other. We keep each other accountable at, at good mates do and then we walk away and we know what we've done is best for the Crusaders. And uh, look, I'm just really proud how professional he is and where he's come from to, today because it's a real storyline uh, for Jace. Like, where he's come from, what he's achieved, he chucked his job and to chase a professional coaching job, you know, in, in, in our game, and we know what it's like, you know, head coaches, assistant coaches can get swept pretty quickly if things don't come right, but he, he, went, he went in the deep end, and uh, I'm just really proud that um, he's taken and trusted himself, and we've got to where we are. Uh, we're both really focused on this weekend, though. You know, everything they do is for the best of the Crusaders, and if they take that mentality, then they just trust that it's going to be okay, is he? And I thought that was such an, a nice clip, little glimpse into who Razor is as a mate as well. They got a special relationship, those two, and um, I was very lucky to be there from pretty much the start until um, I had to finish. And the story of Jace Ryan, not many people know about his situation and what he was confronted with. He had a family; they were just all go- the kids were going to high school. He had an awesome job; he was at a mining company, uh, selling equipment down here, and you know had really uh, stability in his life. He had an opportunity; he wanted a coach. Played a wee bit growing up. But he was really passionate about coaching. Chucked his job in, went and 
got aligned with Razor Ray, saw the potential in Razor Ray, chucked his job and went and got a job at Canterbury Rugby for like squiddles, you know, like nothing, just barely breathing above water. Made that sacrifice, grinded out two years of just hard work, dedication, and then um, now he's at a situation where he's one of the best coaches in the country, and if not around the world. In the world. So it just shows, mate, like if you believe in yourself and you believe you can do something, go take the punt. Go take the punt, you know? Like the hardest thing is you got stability. So you're worried about, oh, what if, what if I can't feed and what if it doesn't work out? It doesn't matter. You'd rather wake up the next day saying, oh, I gave it a go. Come I'll on, go Billy. And, yeah, go give it another crack. So maybe Kempi. <laughs> that's the Billy Slater story, as he's just told. <laughs> hey, that stall- see, that stallion's bolted and everyone's lying on the ground. Get back on the horse. Have some hope. <laughs> that's, uh, he actually does. He, hey, Billy loves horses. He, he rides horses. Yeah. But, yeah, is he? And that, like, hearing Razor talk about that and that what it is to be a Crusaders coach and doing everything for the club, pouring everything into the bigger picture, it's just it was pretty spine tingling stuff yesterday, and that's why and we'll talk about it a lot today and tomorrow. That's why I feel really good about this weekend's game. I, I like I I understand that the product the Crusaders have been putting out on the park hasn't been vintage, but I still think there are those intangibles, and one of them being the spirit of the coaching staff that is it, it will see them right, and it's going to be a hell of a game. And we've got as interesting yesterday as old Louie was trying to get me going, mate, sending me little <laughs> clips and saying this is what it's like to come from Canterbury and the Crusader way. And oh, mate, I was just Queensland like, nah, mate, Crusader, you know, <laughs> you ain't getting me yet, <laughs> Uncle. Uh, well, I reckon we got we got time. We got time to really convince you. To come to the good side. Tony, Tony, <laughs> Tony says, keep that blue on for when the Blues beat the Chiefs in the Super Rugby final. Aroha. Thank you, Tony. Not. Uh, but no, appreciate your message on double eight, double three. And there's one text message here. To be fair, lads, Slater did have some pretty handy cattle to work with last night. Munster, an absolute freak show. Can't wait question of the day. Oh, you should have put your name to that text because I love it. I thought Cameron Munster, who was the man of the match, but Kempi <laughs> just Kempi doesn't quite agree with that one. And and Kempi Valentine Holmes was huge. He's back to surpass. Uh, Harry Grant was huge. Harry Grant oh, was huge. Has a-, a lot of them were huge. Uh, ben Hunt even added something when he came on as well. Cherry Evans led them around. But Cam Munster for me is the most influential rugby league player on the planet. When Cam Munster's on the field, he lifts aside to extremes where they didn't even realize they could go like he's got the he's got all the party tricks he can strip the ball he can just run sideways and spot a gap in the line but it's his it's his like competitive spirit he's just got something inside him he's just got a bit of nasty he's got a got a bit of Draymond Green about him you know mm. like he's just got it for me he's the most influential rugby league player on the planet right now I can't wait question of the day is after watching state of origin last night the creme de la creme who is the most influential rugby league player on the planet for you. Who is it, guys? You have a think. Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. If you want to, we can pretend that the question's about who should the Warriors sign. <laughs> but these influential characters, they don't necessarily come here. That's not sort of the player we get to work with. Could we grow them from inside the squad? Of course we could. Um, once upon a time, it was probably Stacey Jones. So, who is the most influential player in rugby league? 0800 150 811. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Izzy, you're up first after this. 
You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Can't wait question of the day. Who is the most influential player in all of rugby league? Izzy, what you got for us? Ooh, it's a great question, uh, Louis. And uh, when I think of influential, I obviously think of on the field, but then I think of the presence they hold off the field and kind of like the the big names of the NRL. So I've got two in mind, but I'm going to stick to I'll, I'll give the one that I had out. So I had Nathan Cleary. I think Nathan Cleary, with his influence on, on the NRL with the Panthers, uh, State of Origin, I think he has a real influence on the field. But the guy I've actually gone for, and we saw glimpses of his real potential last night, and he's, he's real, the key to most team success is Caelan Ponga. I think Caelan Ponga is the most influential player in the NRL. You see it when his contract's up for no negotiation, it's headlines everywhere. You see uh, the potential that he has on the field when he has great players around him. His influence last night, I think he had an outstanding game uh, for the Maroons. So for me, it has to be uh, Caelan Ponga. Caelan Ponga, I think, is my most influential in the game of league at the moment. That's a that's a great choice, Izzy. You know what I mean. What I what I saw from Caelan Ponga last night was of the week that he'd spent with Billy Slater and how mm. calm he was, and 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 so um, direct in his decision making. Like that short side just got pummeled last night mm. on that left hand edge for the blue Blues. And uh, when the on our the, sorry, it was the Maroons left edge. It went down against their right edge, and Ponga was having a field day, but. Just his return of kick and his decision making, he never ever panicked, and I think that's the Billy Slater influence. Yeah. I think the spine on the whole played really well last night. And when you ask that question, it's for me, it's not who's the most influential player um, across the board in the NRL. It's like who's the most influential player when there's ninety thousand people in a stadium mm. and you're playing the big games. You know what I mean? Like who's the player that you look to? And Joey John said it the other day, Cam Munster, by by far when you get 90,000 people in the grandstand and making decisions, like at big time stealing that ball mm. in the last 10 minutes, okay? They were they were done, Queensland. They were out. They were, they were ready for the kill. And Cameron Munster, the only bloke in there, thinking about, oh, I'm going to steal it on the third here. And if it doesn't come off, they get a set of six, another set of six and probably go on and score the Blues to, to level it. And I just think he loves it when the stadiums are full. He just goes to another level. So you, Cam Munster for me. J- do you reckon Joey Johnson's still having night sweats? Well, is he? This is this is what he said. Frightening thing for for me and for New South Wales is that Kalen plays predominantly on the left hand side of the field. So Wednesday night it's going to be him and Munster working together, which absolutely scares the hell out of me. <laughs> there you go. He Good choice. It. Good choice, is he? Joey <laughs> knew what was coming, and they couldn't stop it because that's how good Cam Munster and Kalen Ponga are. I, I love it. Um, most influential. Well, Sean Johnson got rid of a coach. Says Adam, did he? I think seriously though, Jerome Hughes for the Storm, Queensland. Mm. The inbred Thorn voice from Adam. Yeah, yep. Yeah, Jerome Hughes, and uh, we heard Politis talk about that. Mm. Oh, oh, sorry, not Politis. Uh, Frank Panisi. Frank Panisi mm. spoke about uh, what Jerome Hughes is doing for, for Melbourne. Ma- Melbourne and the leadership qualities he has. So that's a really good nomination. Uh, unfortunately, the most influential last night was the ref. Well done, the Maroons, though, says Simon. Oh, people always <laughs> go the ref, hey. Come on. Come on. I actually, I actually thought he, I actually thought he was very good for the Blues. Oh, see, <laughs> and everybody has a different opinion. Mark, we'll get to your message in a second. <laughs>
<laughs> Somebody give me a call. Oh, 100, 150, 811. Come join the show. Who's the most influential person in rugby league across the board? A lot of them were on show last night. And Cobbo, that first try, mm. the skills. Kempi, I thought you were delusional when you threw out he could be better than Greg Inglis, and I still kind of think you Mate, are. And how good, was, how good was he last night? His, uh, he's a freak. His carries and yardage and his change of pace to the line and getting through the line to play the ball for the next bloke. Mate, Billy Slater, will just he would have gone up to that kid last night and said, mate, you more than done the job for us last <laughs> night. And you've got Suwali, oh. who's not even on the field yet on the other side. Uh, it's uh, Rugby league is in very good hands. Who's the most influential? 29 away from seven. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. CNZ, we're 27 minutes away from 7 o'clock this morning. We'll get back to the conversation on the most influential league player in just a second. Loveracing.nz is your home for everything thoroughbred racing. Today they are racing at Harwater on a heavy tent. The weather is fine down there. And tell you what, Stephen Marsh has taken an absolute army over the hill. Uh, he wants to have a real good crack today at Harwater, and fair enough so... One horse in particular that Alan Sharrick, friend of the show, lines up, Stevie Nicks, ran a pretty tidy fifth, only ran off them a couple of fast ones on debut, has had no public trials or races since, and that was a long time ago. So the charm spirit filly, it could be a Sharrick special. I guess we'll just wait and see where the money goes on this one. But as I say, Marshy has got a big team over in Harwood today. So I would just look where the market support is going there and you should be able to work out which one the punters are confident on. He's got a couple of shorties like it sweet, one of them going around. The markets were open for Saturday yesterday. We're racing at Trentham, um, a, a quiet weekend. It must, like it must be said, for racing this weekend. It's it's going to be heavy track racing at Trentham, and I noticed Kempi that just ask me is back into the races. The bookies are a bit confused because they think that Sam O'Malley's riding and he's riding and running in a wait for age race. TAB.co.nz, but it's an open handicap, so he's going to have to carry, let's say, five or four kilos more than the opposition. But this is his time of year. You expect him to win one. Yeah, like you'd, fo- you'd, you'd follow him. He's a very good uh, heavy tracker horse. So, you know, Alan won't be putting him in a race if he doesn't think he can win. And backing him up, he obviously, you know, going down to Trentham, he likes the track down there. And, uh, yeah, def- a definite chance. Only, always a problem with these, with these races uh, is the weight, you know. Oh. So whether or not in the, in the track can they, can they hold that weight. And as we know, weight stops a bus, mate, stops a train. And, and stop doesn't stop you, though. No, not at all. Not at he all. Charging um, into the ocean yesterday, just I loved it. Absolutely loved it down there. I do. I, I, I do want to. You know, I'm going to have a little flutter today on Cherry Rose, which is uh, first starter for Alan um, for the Wolfpack down there for the boys. Uh, one of the Wolfpack passed away this uh, last week, and Alan Quirrell, Quirrell, a, a good mate, quacker of ours, boy, my up. Uh, it's just a, a really sad time down there for the boys uh, who get together every Friday night in, in our little town. And Alan, I've known him ever since I was a kid. Um, he was working at the Freezing Works as a meat inspector back then and just a, um, a, a great, a great man that, um, that that's left us. So a big mm. shout out to all the boys down home uh, at the moment that's had to go through that rough week uh, this week and all the best uh, on your debut.
uh, the, on your horse that Alan's taken down in Wellington this weekend. Yeah. Well said, Kempi. Um, thinking of all of your mates down there, mate. It is sad when someone passes and you've had a pretty tough run of it down there, those boys. Mm-hmm. So, um, at, hey, the other place they're racing on Saturday is Rural Kaka, of course. And tight line for Stephen Marsh and Crystal Lindsay has been back from $5 to four twenty. She's claiming four kilos, so gets down to 56. And I, I think tight line might be the bit of the day down there without doing some intense form just yet. It's kind of a standout in the open class sprint, which is race nine at Ruakaka. Over the ditch, the Queensland Carnival runs on. Stradbroke on Trivier isn't lining up in the sprint race, the Stradbroke this weekend. But tell you who's going around one last time. He's had about four encores, but for the last time, we will see the chosen one at the races. And just quietly, he's over the odds again. He started at 13s, he's into 11s, but... His run last start, don't be discouraged, it was unlucky. It was actually a huge run. So he goes around in the 2,200-metre Q22 uh, in race six at Eagle Farm, and the chosen one in his last start, Opie Bossin up for Andrew Forsman and that great pack of owners before he goes off to stud. I reckon the chosen one is a little bit of each way value. So that's all the mm. racing that we can talk about today. Um Harwater, if you wanted to have a dabble. What about Adam Reynolds, boys? Back to the conversation on most influential rugby player. Mark has suggested Adam Reynolds for what he's been able to help achieve at the Broncos, is he? Mm, well, I think the most influential league player at the moment is Adam Reynolds. What he's helped achieve at the Broncos is fantastic. He seems to have assisted in turning that team around. You have all the big names like Munster, but he's has a team of superstars with a storm where Reynolds had as a team of young bucks with not too much experience, I reckon the Broncos will win the NRL in the next five years. Major part will be Adam Reynolds. That is from Mark. Pretty uh, on the spot, on the money there with um, that comments, uh, Kempe. Adam Reynolds, he's been huge going there. Not, not an ideal start, but Kevy Walters and I think Katoni Staggs, obviously it was on the wrong side last night, but I think he's been a big part of how they've been able to turn that around. Cobbo, mate. Oh, mate, and all the right things. Mate, they, Car- Carrigan that came on for Queensland last night changed the game just with mm. his energy um, in the middle of the park, getting out of the line off defence. And, uh, yeah, the, young, the Broncos, the young boys are going real well. That's a really good text from Mark. I, I actually think he was unlucky to miss out on the – if it wasn't if it wasn't the Penrith factor, Reynolds yeah. was playing good enough to be named in that New South Wales side as a starting halfback. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, good call, Mark. I think I think Adam Reynolds has been influential this year in the in the NRL. And mate, if they get, if they do get an injury to, to uh, Nathan Cleary, I reckon he'll be the starting halfback for the Blues. Yep, fair enough. You're right. His form has been exceptional, and the Broncos have surprised many. All right, twenty away from seven. Oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. You're not just going to the Goldie Five Hundred if you win the quiz. Well, you go on the draw to go to the Goldie Five Hundred. But today we're doubling up again. $50 TAB yes. bonus bet. Yes, I knew that would get you up, Daggy. Yeah. $50 TAB bonus bet. So come on through. If, if, you're... if, if no one wins it, can I have it? <laughs> what are you going to use it for? I've just got to, you know, I put that little mata mata where you said to stay away, and I just checked my account that had four crosses. Yeah, I'll just need to back it up today, so I've gone something to hold <laughs> <laughs> Four crosses. <laughs> How many leagues were there? All leagues. <laughs> Come on, take on the Quizmaster. A trip to the Goldie 500 with Willamette Travel up for grabs and a $50 TAB bonus bet.
hear me asking all these questions on your radio? Giving you the chance to head to the Gold Coast. Five questions for the win. Supercars on the line. 0800 150 Good luck. Good luck. It's a toughie today. Yeah. 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 I'm just saying that because I can have that 30. Here we go. Anton from Auckland, you're up first, mate. Morning. Oh, morning, bro. First drop again. <laughs> <laughs> bro, come on. Don't be so deflated. You'll get Back it, brother. Yourself. You'll get it. Come on. Back yourself, Billy. Yeah. Half half full. On side. Glass half full, bro. All right, here we go. Who won Man of the Match in State of Origin Game 1? Oh, so to see. Uh... <clears throat> Probably Please. a Queenslander, so we'll go uh, <laughs> the Mad Dog Money, Munster. Yeah, Durun, Durun. Yes, well done. Cam Munster is correct. Question number two. Which Super Rugby franchise has scored the least amount of tries this season? Oh, least. The least. Uh, Bottom dweller, probably. Ah, rebels. Not the rebels, sorry, Anton, mate. We'll we'll check in at about what middle of the order tomorrow. <laughs> Jade, Jade from Hamilton, morning. Morning, boys. How are we? Yeah, we're good. We're good. What Super Rugby franchise has scored the least amount of tries this season? Two on the phone, could I? Uh, yep. But they got the biggest carver bolt. Oh, the drill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great clue, Uncle. Wow. Great clue. Question number three. Who will face the Pulse in the ANZ Premiership final? Netball. Not the mystics. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Jade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cut it so, out, kids. So unlucky, kids. Anyway, Mark from Tauranga. Morning, Marky. Morning, boys. How are you? Morning, Marky. Very, very good, Marky. How are you? Yeah, good, eh? Bloody good. Golf today, right. so good. Nice. Good luck. Question. Who will face the Pulse in the ANZ Premiership final? The Stars. The Stars is correct. Question number four. Which Sal's NBL team has scored the most bas- baskets so far this season? I have no idea. Um, can we go with Clue there, Kempi? S-E-N-Z, baby. Oh, the Otago Nuggets. Oh, the Otago yeah, yeah, Nuggets is correct. Question number five. 
Which year did RTS Roger Tuivasa-Shek win the Dally M Winger of the Year award? Very uh, good question, Liz. <laughs> uh, 2018. Ooh, 2018 is incorrect. Sorry, Mark. Have a good day, brother. We're going to go to David from Palmy. P Naughty. Hey, oh, kia ora, brother. Kia ora, kia ora. I always watch that uh, YouTube on RTS winning the Daily Award, but ah, uh, it's either 16 or 17, so I'll go for 17? It's not those two. It's not those two, sorry Dave. Such confidence too, it's only one of these two. <laughs> sorry brother, have a good day. We're going to go Simon in Auckland. Morning boys. Morena. Good morning. Which year did RTS win the Dally M Winger of the Year Award? 2013. All the way. <laughs> <laughs> Very well good. Done. Well done. You're in the draw and you've won yourself $50 TAB bonus bet. Well done. Timed it to, <laughs> yeah, timed it to perfection. Beautiful stuff. So I'm timed to perfection there. Good quiz, actually. Lots of diverse, Nate, uh, listen, that you got your netball, your rugby, your rugby league, your basketball. Great quiz and uh, a good result at the end. In the draw for Willamont Travel's trip to the Goldie 500 later in the year and a $50 bonus bet. What a morning for Simon. Uh, Paul Mawadi from TAB joins us after eight. I wonder if they took a bath. Who scored the first try last night? Oh, it was a New South Wales player, uh, wasn't Jack it? Jack Wyden. It was Jack Wyden. Yeah, unfortunately, um, that power play that was getting smacked up wouldn't have cashed mm. out then. Anyway, eight minutes away from seven. Kempi's going off the back fence after this, and it's something that he's very, very passionate about. So you have to stay around for that. The Back Fence with Tony Kemp. Yes, well, boys, over the last couple of weeks here on this show, we've discussed the function of good governance and board practice in New Zealand sports. And the question needs to be asked, and it's serious, fellas, you know, are our national sporting bodies truly representative of the people in their sport, or are they, as Kevin Searle highlighted in his recent open letter to Cycling New Zealand, simply jobs for the boys? Here's the thing. Why is it that the same people turn up on all manner of different sporting boards and why time and time is a review seen as a tick box exercise which which allows people to go back to business as usual rather than a mechanism of change? Let me say that again. Why time after time is a review seen as a tick box exercise and allows people to go back to business as usual? There should be change rather than a mechanism for that change. And if that's the case, how can a report as damning as the Heron Report, we've got all these big blokes running these reports, allow the Board of Cycling New Zealand to remain? You see, the board should be the first safety net of any sporting organisation. The consequence of putting friends on boards to optimise their CV or to strengthen each other's positions can result the very athletes the board should protect. And we know the outcome from that Heron Heron Report, don't we? I agree agree with uh, Kevin Searle. Yes, I agree with Kevin Seal that Full Holden and his board should resign as a consequence of the last two reports into New Zealand cycling. In my opinion, it's time for jobs for the boys to end 
and athletes to be properly protected by competent governance. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Izzy, jobs for the boys has to stop. Your thoughts? Bang, mate. Wow. Powerful as always, Kempi. Right on the pulse, right on the money. I'm looking forward to having a chat to Kevin Steele later on the show. He's on after eight. Uh, mate, totally agree. Like, There's been no outcome. There's been no change. They've had the review. The, the hearings come in. They had the, had the review. They've gave their statements. Uh, medals before... Uh, what was it? Before some, oh, there was something. Medals before uh, process. And, uh, yeah, there's been no outcome. We've heard nothing more from it. So, yeah, interesting little situation that they're, they're dealing with at the moment. And Kevin Seal's going to come up after eight, mate. Love it. Passionate as always, Kempi. Appreciate it, brother. Totally agree with you. Coming up, we're going to talk to Daryl Mitchell after seven. He's going to join us out of the UK. And then we're going to talk to Sean Apolly. So a big hour ahead. Come back. Going to go get my cafe now. Is that all with the news for Kubota? Shop Maxi Clear from Chemist Warehouse for cold and flu relief. Get 30 tablets for just $6.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Morning, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ Thursday, the 9th of June. We're heading towards Super Origin tomorrow night. The Crusaders take on the Chiefs down here in Christchurch. It's going to be an absolute cracker. And, well, Louis Herman Watt is making his way down. Oh, hey, praise Ray. <laughs> Louis Herman Watt's coming down to sleep at, at Dag House, at the Dag household. He's going to take over outside out here and out in the pool house and yeah shall I put some nice towels on the bed for you little nah, don't worry you, mate yeah nah you just nah, you'll nah. be looking after yourself yeah mate, i'll sleep in my swanny you, pro- <laughs> you probably only have about two hours a night on the bed anyway let's be honest eh? now nah, looking forward to having you down brother it's gonna be awesome we'll have a nice cruisy weekend hopefully celebrating if not oh she might be a hard old night ahead for us. Anyway, going to read a few text messages on the Temper Bedpost text machine. Just checked just checked my TAB account and forgot that I put a $26 power play bid on. Gagai anytime try scorer and Munster to get player of the match. 460 big ones. Oh, Thanks bang. for coming to me. What a bet, mate. Well done. Well done. If you had some wins on the, on the, on the game last night, let us know. Double eight, double three in this one. What an absolutely incredible game of rugby league last night. One of the best games I have watched of Origin in a very long time. How good were the Queensland debutants? And then the old boys, Gagai, playing his 20th Origin. How good is that? And Valentine Holmes, Queensland looking so good for the future. That is from Cam. Totally agree with that one, eh, Unc? 
Oh, 100%. And yeah, mate, he's that bet. Like, a Dane Gagai, he scores mm. in every origin, it looks like. So a yeah. decent, uh, decent little fill-up there. And yep, it looks like we've got plenty of origin followers here. Beautiful, beautiful. That was a nice wee grubber from old Cobbo on the outside, eh, mate? Ooh, he's play. a skillful, skillful player. Anyway, someone that is very, very skillful at his craft is our next guest. Despite Baz getting one over the Black Caps in his English Test coaching debut, there were some moments of absolute class for the Kiwis. Three away from a Lord's Ton. Broad. Away from us towards Mitchell. Delivers here, Mitchell. Drives through the offside, through the gap. They'll get two at least. They should be a third. There might be a fourth into the deep pocket. And they do come Goza. back for three. And Daryl Mitchell pumps his Out. fists. What a moment here at the home of cricket. A spirited century is second in test cricket. And surely his best day as a black cap. Surely his best day as a black cap. A brilliant fighting century from Daz in a partnership with Tom Blundell that put the game back in New Zealand's camp. But that's the beauty of test cricket. You re never really know. The second test starts tomorrow night live on SCNZ with our call team bringing you coverage from Trent Bridge. And Daryl Mitchell is with us now to preview, preview the second test. G'day. G'day, Daz. Hey, Izzy. How are you? How are you going? Very good, mate. Hey, just give you goosebumps hearing that again. Yeah, no, it's actually the first time I've uh, heard any commentary of it. So it's, um, yeah, it's obviously a pretty cool feeling and, um, yeah, special moment I'll remember for, yeah, for the rest of my days. Mate, what was that moment like? Obviously, getting the job done, you're out there fighting, you know, right to the very end with Tom Blundell, mate, but bringing up a ton at the home of cricket, you know, amongst some greats of the game now on, on the on the honours board. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, you know what it's like when you're in the, in the moment out there in the middle, you probably, you don't realise how big, how big it is. And, and now they've managed to have a couple of days off and, and sort of reminisce on what's happened yet. So it's obviously, um, yeah, pretty special and something I've dreamed of since I was a little kid. So for that actually to come true is, uh, is pretty cool. Hey, Daryl, congratulations, mate, on the ton. And good to talk to you again, brother. I love our last interview with you. Had a good laugh. Um, despite, the, despite the collapse that came after your dismissal, did you feel like you were still firmly in control heading back out onto the field? Yeah, I think we, we saw the first three days, the ball in the morning zipped around, and it was, it was pretty tough to bat on. So, yeah, we thought with that sort of 250 to 300 lead would be a good chance. Uh, we knew we had to bowl well, and I guess Joe Root played a, a pretty special innings himself to sort of take it away from us. So, um, yeah, we'll take our cap off to him for that, but it, I think it's exciting heading into the next two tests with both teams pretty, uh, pretty evenly poised. Yeah, mate, it's an exciting test match coming up. I'm um, looking forward to Trent Bridge. Mate, what's been the, the main focus uh, leading into this week? Obviously, Colin de Gronholm's injury has changed up a few things selections-wise. You, you've been rolling the arm over? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, we ran in today and bowled a few overs, which was good. But, no, it's obviously it's sad to see Dutchie go. He's such a great man, mm. and he offers a lot on and off the field. So, um, yeah, we're definitely going to miss him, but... Uh, for us, it's just it's we just keep doing what we do best. We're, we've obviously been successful the last few years just by keeping things pretty simple and and trying to sort of I guess control the things that we can control. And um, yeah, we'll just keep making sure we can do that. And we know that we went too far away in that last game. It's just we'll be better from the first hit out. And yeah, we'll see what happens really. But well, what about Trent Bridge? What what does Trent Bridge off, offer as a as a pitch uh, as a as a field? Like is it is it totally different to to Lords? And, and what kind of uh, makeup are you kind of expecting? The seam is going to have another big day, or are you expecting a, a bit of spin and a bit of turn on the pitch? 
Yeah, obviously, first we showed up there this morning and it's quite nice not batting on a hill, which is always a good start. <laughs> so um, there's no slope, which makes it a bit easier. Um, but no, it, it's definitely still got that tinge of green and I'm sure it will seem around for periods of time. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I've, I've never played here myself, so I'm not quite sure exactly how it's going to go across the five days, but I'm sure we'll definitely, we've got a couple of meetings tomorrow morning, which we'll, we'll discuss what the surface will be like. And I guess we'll come up with a few more plans as well. Hey, Daryl, after um, the first loss, what's the, what's the uh, feeling like in camp? Are the boys, you know, now that they've settled in, feeling pretty confident going into the second test? Um, yeah, no, the boys are good. We're obviously enjoying. We're not in a bubble or anything, so it's quite nice to be able to go out to, to a pub for a beer or have a, a coffee at a cafe, which is a nice change after the last few years. But now for us, it's we know that we weren't too far away. Um, we just, yeah, I guess there's a couple of key moments. We look back at that last test, and if they went our way, it could have been a totally different result. So, no, it's just, I know it sounds pretty boring and pretty basic, but it's just, yeah, keep doing what we do and, and keep trusting our skills, and, and hopefully that, that should be enough on the day. Mate, that, that test was not was not boring. I can tell you that now. <laughs> every, every morning we're waking up, talking about it, and then, the twists and turns, mate. The, the you guys all stay in the same hotel. You pass Baz in the corridor. Did you? Did you? Where'd you look at his shoes, or did you look him in the eye? <laughs> yeah, no, we we yeah we saw him at breakfast a couple of times, and he looks a bit weird in that English kit, doesn't he? But uh, <laughs> so uh, he's, weird. He's, um, so weird. He might have even. I think even the last the morning after that test, he looked a bit hungover too. So I'm sure he enjoyed a couple Ooh. of red wines and, and celebrated it with good success, as, as you can well imagine. <laughs> nah, yes. mate. Nah, mate. He was he was he was drowning his sorrows because Tabata, his horse, got beaten by 20 lengths from mine. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, mate, absolutely gold. Hey, um, what about the 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 makeup of the game, Joe Root? We know how much of a threat he has. Is he, does he much focus on him as a, as a team? Obviously, he's a big part of why England are so successful. Have you had much um, look at, at maybe some of the things you could potentially try and get him out? How, or, you know, things like that. How are you going to attack Joe Root? Yeah, look at you, mate. If you, I think if you look at his last two years, his his numbers have been incredible, and mm. um, he's obviously a world class player. But at the same time, we yeah, we've had some success against him in the past by doing what we do well. So. Yeah, we've, we've got a, a few things up our sleeve. I can't tell you quite right now what we're going to do, but um, Come on, yeah, it's, it's obviously he's a, it he's a massive part of <laughs> he is a massive part of of that English lineup. And if you can get him, Stokesy, and Bearstow pretty early, then it's going to give ourselves a good chance of of trying to win. Hopefully, anyway. Hey, oh. Daryl, I'm just going to I'm just going to go a little bit left field here. You know, like I look at cricket. You know, it's a prestigious game, and the cucumber and cup of tea that you guys have up in the in the room there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I'll tell you what, mate, like the cricketers, you blokes are such good dudes you can, and you can teach other sports so many things. We, you know, find it hard for athletes just to pick things up and talk to us like you do, like just like having a, having a beer with us and talking talking in a pub. What is it about that and, and the culture that's been created over, I guess, what, the last five, six years that just allows you blokes to say, hey, man, we're just normal Kiwis and we just want to talk to you and tell you how it is? Um, oh, I think first of all, cricketers, we, we spend a lot of time sitting around doing absolutely nothing. So we're always good at talking. That's one thing we're very good at. Um, but no, I guess it's something we pride ourselves ourselves on is we know we're just a bunch of Kiwis that are going on, going around the world, traveling around, trying to take each other, the big countries on. And, and we don't take ourselves too seriously. But at the same time, we know if, if we work our asses off and, and try and give ourselves the best chance, then, then hopefully we'll have a bit of success and have some fun along the way. You know, you hear Bears talk about it. Rugby drunk, cricket drunk. 
five days, mate. They got five <laughs> days to really just smooth into things. We got eighty minutes. We go hard. <laughs> I've, I've had to put up. I've had to put up with my old man's chat for the last thirty years. So trust me, I, I know what it's like with the rugby chat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, mate. We're, we're we're pretty painful sometimes. Hey, Daz, we're gonna let you go, mate. Um, but for you, you must be pretty happy with with how things have uh, you know gone for yourself. Obviously, heading over to the IPL and then coming back and, and putting on an effort like that, you must be pretty proud of that moment. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I guess it's, it's you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself and you know that mm. your next innings is not too far away, but no, it's obviously, yeah, pretty pleased with, with how the last last week's gone and, um, yeah, hopefully it can continue if, if, if it's meant to be, but, yeah, at the same time, I'm just loving being part of this group and, and getting to wear a silver fern on my chest and show up and, and do that with a smile on my face every day is pretty cool. Beautiful, mate. You're an absolute champion. Sing out, mate. If you need anything done down in the beautiful Crusader country, I know you'll be supporting the lads tomorrow night Actually, as they take yeah. on the Chiefs. I'll, I'll, I'll look forward to watching the Chiefs. Oh, I look forward to watching the Chiefs get up in that. It's going to oh, be good. Oh, good man. Come on, Daz. Here we get go. Out. Get here out, out of here, knows. Doing so good. You can't come live down here and support the Chiefs. Right? <laughs> no, I've got, well, you've got, my, you've got my two daughters. They're Crusaders fans, but oh. yeah, I've still got the cowbell. So it's like, I think my granddad and my dad would kill me if I, if I jump ship and <laughs> on the rugby department. <laughs> all right, mate. I'll give you a, I'll give you a message said then and, and cheer you up after a horrible <laughs> Friday night. Now, all the best, mate. Go well. Absolute good. champion. Good luck, Cheers, mate. Good luck. Thanks for having me. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Yeah, what a champion is. Absolute champion. I, I, mean, I just love the way that he picks a phone up and just, you mm. know, it's, it, I, would, wouldn't, I wouldn't speak. That's a guy that just had a century for New Zealand at Lords. Yeah, crazy. And, and you got to think of that century. He's come off an IPR. We had limited opportunities. I don't even, did he play, I don't even know if he played a game. Uh, I think he played Maybe two one. games. Two games. Like, so he hasn't had the exposure to be able to play. Like, cricket's all about feel getting out in the middle, banging balls. He would have been in the nets, but it's not the same. So him come from the IPL, two matches, playing Lord's Test match and pretty nearly salvage a win for the Black Cavs and get a ton at Lord's, mate. Huge, huge moment for him. Yeah, he's a really good Kiwi. And uh, I, do you know the other thing I think you point out with Daryl about why he's so composed? His dad's been a professional rugby coach. His dad coached the All Blacks in a really turbulent time for the All Blacks. Um, you know, in that kind of 2003 phase, it wasn't easy. And then he's gone around the world and, and John is a extremely well-traveled man. And, and, you know, having those conversations with someone who's been in the pressure cooker and Daryl, you know, he came to, he's found his form after he's moved down to, well, Canterbury or kind of during that period, he's older, he's got kids, he's got a family, he's really composed individual. And I think not rushing in, you know, Izzy, you, you could probably talk about from the other side of it. You were a kid when you were, you know, being selected in two completely different worlds, right? Mm, for sure, 100%. Like, he's he started his career probably, you know, he's he's blossomed with age, you know? Like, he's just gone on, he's figured a few things out. He's understand his game, his game now, mate. When you think of the Black Caps makeup, you think of the important players in that team. He is very important at the moment. He's... Great with the bat. We know that. Scoring a ton at Lords is no easy feat. But with ball, he's a quality bowler, mate. He can bowl overs and he'll do that job on the other side of it too. So when you think of important players going forward for the Black Caps, he is one of them, mate. And uh, you're, you're dead right. He's come down here. He's settled. He's got a family. Uh, and he's just a good bloke. He's growing up in the sporting world, so he understands the high-performance arena yeah, and, of course. and what it involves. And uh, mate, he's an absolute champion. 
He's always a welcome on our show, and he's always uh, open to come on the show as well. Yeah, he's a legend. There you go, Daryl Mitchell, a Black Caps all-rounder who will play a massive part. I'm, I'm thinking Henry Nichols, if fit, which he looks like he will be, mm. will come back in. He'll be at five. Well, I wanted to ask, uh, Daz, so you, you just scored a ton at Lords, and you're about to be dropped down the batting order. <laughs> so he'll, he'll, go back, he'll get fit, dropped down into six. He'll play that all-rounder role, which he'll just do because he's selfless. And then the question is, Wags, does Wags come back? Or Wags? Do they come back? Does Wags come back in for ages? And you know, the, the other theory is, could you pick Michael Bracewell in the middle there, and could mm. he bowl some overs? Well, these are the conversations Gary Stead and Kane Williamson probably right now are in the meeting room. What do you reckon? What do you reckon? What are you thinking? What's your hunch feel, uh, Louis? Well, for me, mm. we're knowing the Black Caps. They have they have a tried and true method, and that is called Neil Wagner, and that is trusting your seam attack. And they seem to have forced they either force themselves to not pick Ajaz, or they force themselves to pick him, and it doesn't work either way. They seem to be on the wrong foot each time. I would just go with what you know works, and that's Neil Wagner. I just get a sense, eh, that most teams have to have a spinner. They have to have an option where if they you know they've got to have someone to change the pace, just turn it up, you know, like. That's the only thing. I agree. Oh, look, you've got to have Wagner there. Like, his effort just gets wickets, mate. When you need someone, something to happen and you need someone to bring a bit of energy and a bit of vibe, you go to work Wagner, and he'll bring that. But from from what I understand I've got in the last couple of years with cricket, I just feel like they need someone to spin. It'll be a great question for, for Smithy. Later on, we'll have a chat to him about him. Could they potentially not take a spinner? Yeah, we will. We'll do that with Smithy. Mm. It is 20 minutes past seven. That's Daryl Mitchell. Head to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast and here and preview the second test tomorrow night live on SCNZ. Our wonderful cool team, Adam Collins, uh, Jerry Coney, Craig McMillan, the team again going at it all night long. Here with Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. Yesterday, we all submitted our nominations for our great selection, Blindside Flanker. Drum roll after this and we'll let you know who it is. And then it's the open side. And look, this is really tough. I need to go do some more research on whether Dalton's available, and I still don't think we'll know. 20 minutes past seven, back talking All Blacks after this. Time for the great selection. It's Izzy and Kempe's All Blacks 23. Aye, we know how big the selection is for this first test against Ireland. It'll go a long way into shaping the All Blacks squad to play and fight for the World Cup, and we know that we need it. We need an injection of something. So far, our selections go on great guns. We've got Brody Retallick and Sam Whitelock starting in the second row, and yesterday it was all about the blind side. Oh, no, sorry, that's my Crusaders file, Ruben Thorne. No, he's not playing. Nicholson <laughs> <laughs> on the cut. Akita Yuani. Now there's space for Akita Yuani. Dummy inside Akita. Look at the big man go. Stop it. <laughs> Scotty Sumo. Sumo. Akira Yuani, and allegedly in a landslide as well. Um, Kez, you reckon you've worked out a percentage? I did. I've come back with a percentage. Akira, 72% of, of the Instagram votes. And Smacked it. Yeah, emphatic. Now, today's all about the open side, Izzy. Couple of notes. <sighs> I think we need to rule Dalton out from this vote. He's had appendicitis. He's had... Um, What's the recovery on that? He, a couple, few weeks. but So he's it's gone well. He is recovering, but even if he recovers well, I just am wary about match fitness, and maybe they wouldn't put, 
put them straight in the press, pressure cooker of Test rugby. Like, I, yeah. I, I, that's kind of how they roll, isn't it, Dizzy? Yeah. So we're three, we're about three weeks out from the first test. You know, they won't. Um, and yeah, this is a this is a tough situation we've got <laughs> in front of us now because Sam Kay's on the bench. Sam Kane's on the bench for the Chiefs. He's coming back, and if he's available, I predict Fozzie and that will pick him at open side. But my open side, who I've gone for, and he needs to be there, and he's not obviously on the six where Uncle wanted him. I've gone with uh, um, Adi Savia. Yo, you look at that, my selection, son. <laughs> you picked him yesterday, Kimpy. You, you, you can't pick him twice. You can't twice him. I can pick him twice because <laughs> my, my other one, my other one, took the six, so I'm putting him at seven. <laughs> no, that's not how this works. <laughs> what did you did Why you have not? a at seven? <laughs> no, no, I had oh. a kidder at six, um, but I wanted to to move uh, Artie to six, I thought he'd be better on the blind side <laughs> and then go somewhere else with the seven. But now that Akita's got the six, I'm going, well, Artie needs to get on the other side. And open, so open you're going to vote for him twice? Yes. Okay. Artie, okay, he's playing everywhere. He's he's a player like that. But he, he can, can pop but he can, up no way. He can play. Yep. He can play six, seven, and eight. He can play. I've seen him play seven and eight. I've never seen him play six. I wonder if he can play second five. Oh, he, yeah, he, can he played play that at high school. He could probably play out in the backs. He's that precious. So for me, Adi Savia, um, he's got to be in the mix somewhere. Um, Akira on the six, uh, Adi at open. Um, just a real influential player. Just really good over the ball. Um, Jackling, just a beast. Inspires, lifts everyone around him. He's trying to inspire Hurricanes team. So yeah, Adi Savia is my number seven. Yeah, love it. Okay, I'm probably going to give away my clue for who's going to be number eight tomorrow by not picking this person at seven. The one player that terrifies me this week, other than Brady Retallick, I should say, the player that terrifies me this week against Luke the Jacobson. Crusaders, Luke Jacobson. Mm. Luke Jacobson is a monster at the breakdown with the Crusaders. Tom Christie has to play the game of his life this weekend. He has to play. Tom Christie is the crusader. I'd be looking at if I was Jace Ryan on my 100th and saying, you're a Christchurch product. You went to Shirley Boys High School. You love this city. You love this team. Stand up and beat Luke Jacobson at the breakdown. I don't know if he can do it because Luke Jacobson's a freak. Mm. And I think Luke Jacobson could be an all-black captain one day. And I think the time has come that we ascend Mm. Luke Jacobson to a starting Lucy spot, and he is one of the first names on the sheet. So yesterday he was going to be my six if we were going to have Dalton available. But yep. Dalton's not available, so he has to be on the field. He's an open side for me, is he? Luke Jacobson? Yeah. Nice. Nice. Good pick. Um, yeah, he's got all the attributes to be a great series. Great over the ball, defensively, really. So he plays seven and eight. Um, so, yeah, what do the people think? What do you think out there? Double eight, double three. Who is your open side? I've gone Artie Savia with Uncle Kempe, and uh, Louis has gone with Luke Jacobson. Two really sound options. For the All Blacks going forward, Sam Kane's on the bench, so will he be a factor going forward? If he is a fit and available, I'm expecting him to start at seven. Yeah. And what does that do to the makeup of the of the loose forward trio? Does that push Artie to eight? Mate, I'm looking forward to sharing you my eight tomorrow because oh. it's it's gone way left. Oh, that's exciting. And I think you're right, Izzy. I can see a world in which the actual side, Luke Jacobson, ends up on the bench as uh, Lucy Cover and Sam Kane starts. But for me, I just I, I, I respect Sam Kane for everything he's done, but I just think we have to keep the World Cup in mind here. Half past yeah. seven, double eight, double three. Who do you like? It's the great selection. Start your nominations coming through, and Kez will compile them for us. Cheers for the percentage today, mate. A couple of great texts on the makeup of boards. We'll get to after news and sport. Here's Araha Foot with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand.
SENZ, it's 26 minutes away from 8 o'clock this morning. Shauna Polly, a volleyball star for New Zealand, is coming up. The selection for the volleyball team to go to the Com Games has been made and released, and Shauna, well, she is on her way. Very, very exciting news. Uh, looking forward to catching up with her a little bit later on. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau's agents field a bunch of LIV golf speculation. Him, Patrick Reed, and... Another high-profile American golfer looks set to be heading across. The name just escapes me. Uh, Justin Thomas has spoken on that, and he's made it really clear that, look, he's not angry at the people involved. Uh, it's just a decision that he is disappointed in. We, uh, you know, I get that from Justin Thomas's perspective. Uh, Mane, Liverpool, they don't want to let Mane go to Bayern. They have rejected a £30 million transfer fee this time. So we'll see what that price is and how long they can hang on to Sadio Mane. And if you missed Daryl Mitchell at the start of this hour, well, uh, it was awesome to catch up with Daz. Talking about what they can do in Test 2, which we live on ECNZ, the commentary against the English. Uh, for us, it's just it's we just keep doing what we do best. We've obviously been successful the last few years just by keeping things pretty simple and, and trying to sort of, I guess, control the things that we can control. And, um, yeah, we'll just keep making sure we can do that. And we know that we went too far away in that last game. It's just we'll be better from the first hit out. And, yeah, we'll see what happens, really. There you go. Uh, Daryl Mitchell, better for the hit out. And I think this test will be really intense. I think they'll tighten the screws on the English mm. and it'll be very exciting to listen along with on ECNZ. Kempi, your off-the-back fence today was about boards and old boys clubs. Yeah, and there's a couple of really, really good texts that have come in on the back of that. Uh, morning, gents. Uh, but I totally agree with Kempe. I've been on a sporting board with inverted commas, the boys who just clipped the ticket along the way. Well, that those of us that had skin in the game did it at our own expense and love for the game and the people. Yet when the finances weren't looking great, the boys, inverted comments, were first ones to jump ship, so it didn't look bad on their CV. Times need to change. And I get that. I've been on boards exactly when that's happened. Uh, here's another one. You'll love this one. Is it jobs for the boys just like the Warriors board? Mark mm. Robinson, Andrew Cunningham, Ortex. Marcel Van Villet, Ortex. Cameron George, CEO. <laughs> Kenny Rainsfield as chair. And that's from Adam. Uh, mm. It's like... It's such a it's such a big part. What people don't realise is that the game owns the game, and these people get put in these governance positions to to basically run the game. But it's become just a CV, a place to furnish CVs, and you're dead right when it doesn't go good, like Cycling New Zealand. A mm. review seems to fix it and throw shade over it so that they can continue down the same road, and it has to stop. There has to be an independent independent person, someone on the outside that's not um, directly involved with either Ortex or the Warriors that can sit back and have a neutral perspective on everything and make the right call. That's just that's just where they need to go with that situation. At the moment, they've got Ortex at the heart. They've got Mark Robinson, who is the owner, so they're going to do everything he says. Jump. Okay. Jump. Okay. You know, like they're never going to shy away. They're never going to ask hard questions, and it's I've never been on the board, Kempi. You've been on the board, and you've got a bit more of an understanding of how boards operate and, um, you know, like how important they are going forward. They make, what, 95% of the biggest decisions involved with that uh, industry. Am I correct? And it's, they, they do, they, mm. exactly. And, and the, pro the problem that you, don't, that you get on boards is equity. Like the National Board for, the New, for Rugby League, New Zealand Rugby League, four independent directors 
four people from um, Christchurch, no one from the districts, you know what I mean? Um, like that represent the game at the heart of the game. And it's been set up by Sport New Zealand. That Mate, you want to see how many reviews Rugby League have had? And at all costs. And Kevin Searle, who's been involved with the cycling administration for many years, based down in Canterbury, he's delivered an open letter to Cycling New Zealand about just that. How can you have meaningful change if the people that are sitting on the board are still there? And he's seen it too many times. He's passionate about it. We're going to talk to him after eight and get his perspective. We're trying to put the athletes first, is he? No, no, I love it. Love and passion. I can't looking forward to having a oh, chat to Kevin Seal. I was just raising my hand and saying, yes, uh, looking forward to referring to it. But I was just going to, sorry. I was going to just say, like, Cameron Jord was on the drive show yesterday, and you just hear everything he says. Uh, he's just pretty much uh, puppeting what old Mark Robinson wants him to say. And uh, I know there's a message from Richie just talking about he heard him yesterday and actually made me think is if, he, if he's the right choice for the Warriors. Because he's representing the Warriors, isn't he? He's representing the Warriors, but he's owned by Mark Robinson, so you're never going to get that effect that we want from a CEO. And it's oh, it's crazy sport wide, mate. If the general mm. manager, the people in the front office can't do the job without the owners breathing down the neck, uh, it very rarely has success. Look at go- look at the Golden State Warriors. Joe Lacob handing the car keys over to Bob Myers and saying, "You build this team. You pick your analytics department, and you build this team." Um, meanwhile, Jim Dolan, the New York Knicks, meddling, clueless and they can't win titles. They can't even have playoff runs. It is just, there are exhibitions worldwide. 21 minutes away from eight, Shauna Polly. She's been selected in the Commonwealth Games volley, Beach Volleyball team. She is such a cool chick. We'll catch up with Shauna Polly after this, live out of Germany, to celebrate with her and find out what her journey's been like. Coming up to 15 away from eight. Had a good morning so far. We've been talking about the rugby, some league. We spoke to Daryl Mitchell. If you missed that, head over to... Izzy and Kempi for breakfast podcast on our SCN app. And remember, open side, who do you expect to play for the All Blacks? Who do you want to play at open side? Savia, Jacobson, Sammy Kane making his return via the bench. Keep those messages coming through. Right now, we're going to talk some volleyball. Remember last year, we caught up with a volleyball legend named Shauna Polly, who has been traversing the planet in the middle of a pandemic chasing her dream. I had to choose a new partner uh, going into the summer season and I chose Alice, who I ended up going overseas with. And we had really known each other really to begin with, but we decided to take the leap of faith and try and qualify um, for the Olympic Games by first starting uh, by going to the Continental Cup in Thailand. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't make that, but then we decided to head to Europe and continue uh, trying to qualify for the Com Games. Well, we've got some epic news today because that volleyball legend and her partner, Alice Zeman, have been selected to represent New Zealand at the Commonwealth Games later this year in the UK, which is a statement to the hard work they have put in right now. And Shauna is on the line with us out of Germany. Guten Tag. <laughs> <laughs> Guten Tag. How's it going, guys? <laughs> Good, thank you, Shauna. Hey, uh, awesome news, mate. I know much. We spoke to you last year and... The effort and the things that you've been putting in in the background must be awesome to be able to finally pay off. And you've been selected with your partner, Alice, to head to the Commonwealth Games, mate. Congratulations. Cheers. Thanks, Eats. Yeah, we're, we're super stoked. Um, obviously, last year was a pretty big year. Um, we took, a, like I said earlier, a leap of faith, and it paid off really well. Um, so super stoked for it to finally be announced. And, mm. yeah, less than 50 days away. So... Exciting. Yeah, not not long, Shauna. Congratulations. How hard was it to actually meet the qualif- uh, qualification standards? Uh, 
for us it was pretty confusing um the whole criteria but it ended up being that we had to beat a certain number of teams that were ranked in the top 60 in the world and um, so we managed to fulfill that criteria as well as some other um stuff that was like new zealand based um and yeah we were just waiting for the boys to meet like fulfill their side of the uh, criteria and now they finally had so we uh were able to get announced awesome hey, and what about the challenges uh out in the world at the moment i know we spoke to you last time it was a pretty challenging time with the COVID pandemic is it a bit easier now being able to travel around and and fulfill your job of trying to play some volleyball yes uh so this time we've headed off uh on our euro trip and mm. luckily haven't had to do any tests so far um no pre-departure PCR test, so that's uh, really nice on the bank account because those are super expensive. Um, but unfortunately, we did have a trip to Mexico uh, earlier in the piece, and I got COVID at check-in uh, to one of the tournaments. Oh. So unfortunately, because of that, couldn't compete. We uh, had an awesome summer, a really good build-up, so we're looking to like really get a solid result there. But unfortunately, they were still testing at the time, so. That was a big, big bummer. But um, mm. luckily now, uh, since we've been in Europe, no one's been testing uh, too much at events. Um, so they seem to yeah, be uh, kind of easing off a little bit. Yeah. Hey, so what's the, what's the next 50 days look like for you guys? Like you've got obviously a lead in. How, how, how are you setting up the peak at the right time? Yeah, uh, we are currently based in Berlin in Germany for a few uh, for a week or so training, um, we'll then head to the UK for another training block. Um, and then after that, we've got a tournament back here in Germany. Um, so that'll keep us busy for another week. Uh, then we're kind of just all over the show. Uh, we have another massive tournament in Portugal um, just before the Com game. So we have a few like minor tournaments in the build up till then, but uh, this one in Portugal will be kind of our big big event um, two weeks before the Com Games. And what about your partnership with Alice? Um, you know, it looks like you're, you're both thriving and really enjoying each other's, uh, you know, abilities on, 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 the, um, on the court at the moment. Are you happy with how things have gone over the last couple of years, having some fun? Yeah, yeah, heaps of fun. Um, we're so used to travelling with each other now, so it's really good, like, knowing the ins and outs. And Alice is so dynamic on the court super explosive really fiery our energy is like super super fun on the court so yeah no loving it so far and i think we're going to really bring that and hopefully everyone can kind of experience it when we are at the com games hey shauna just you know I've, I've watched a lot of the volleyball and and wondered how do you guys actually um build your base fitness and then build your explosive um phys uh, physical uh, presence for that game sand dunes eh? Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, just there, the same. Yeah, there's a few yeah. sand sprints in there for sure. Um, but I would say a lot of it is still like most high-performance sports, you know, lifting Olympic weights uh, in the gym. Um, but then also a lot of sand conditioning and plyometrics uh, outside of whatever sand trainings we're doing. Um, but nothing too crazy, I think, just, you know, you've tried to walk along the beach <laughs> on a summer's day. It's pretty hard just walking, right? So... When you add in running and jumping, it's a whole nother level. Hey, Shauna, just one from me here. Look, imagine, like, I don't know how, do you know how close you are or how competitive you're going to be at the Com Games? Do you have a, a bit of a vague idea? 
Yeah, um, there, I think going in, we acceded. Actually, no, I'm not too sure what we are seeded. Last year, we were seeded third. Okay. Um, mm. And the top two teams will be Australia and Canada. Um, and they are currently in the top 10 in the world. So they will be some really tough competition for us, but definitely not unbeatable. Um, so, you know, we're really aiming for a podium, if not, you know, gold medal uh, yeah. at the Com Games. Yeah. And I think it's really achievable. I dare to dream. 100% love it. Because I'm thinking, you get it gold, and then think about the memoirs, you know, uh, Rwanda, um, oh, having to have to yes. share COVID rooms. <laughs> the, the, the trials and tribulations of Alice, the, the book you and Alice could write, like the trials and tribulations to win a gold Com Games medal. Like, I think you, you guys' journey has been so loose and pretty fun. So um, go out there and oh, yeah. I reckon do it service. Hey, what a journey it's been. Totally. Yeah, that's definitely the goal. Um, so yeah, super pumped, super excited. Awesome, Shauna. We appreciate you coming on the show. Good luck going forward. Next 50 days, hopefully you're peaking at the right time. And 100%, do those Aussies over, mate. Yeah, Get up on that be. podium, lift that gold around your neck and uh, enjoy it and celebrate. Well, you got our backing. Appreciate you coming on the show, Shauna. Thank you so much. For sure. Thanks, guys. I was about to say goodbye in German, but what is it? <sighs> I'm stumped, eh? I bet you I know it too. But she's a champ, mate. She's an absolute champion. And um, it's been difficult for her and Alice doing what they do around the world. Like we spoke to her last year and and when she was in Rwanda, (laughs) just, you know, the situations that were in front of them, it was uh, crazy, crazy times. But, um, mate. She's taking all, saying all the right things heading into Commonwealth Games. She's got an opportunity to, to go there in 50 days, peak at the right time. So great to have her on the show. Yeah, congratulations to all of the team named in that um, Com Games volleyball team as well. Uh, what an awesome achievement for the lot of them, and I know they'll go do us proud. Seven away from eight, pacing for purpose with Harness Racing New Zealand. After this, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Keep your messages coming through on double eight double three. Man, there are some crack up ones about Daryl Mitchell and his old man here. We'll have to get to those shortly. Listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. SENZ, we are two minutes away from eight o'clock this morning. Great Daryl Mitchell interview, boys, but it brought back memories of his dad dropping Cully. Nineteen years on, I'm still stewing on oh. it. That's from Troy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, don't bring it up, mate. The end of Christian Cullen. The goat. Oh, yeah. I actually oh, think, yes. that's, I think that's a bit unnecessary, Troy. Let's not, let's <laughs> not bring Daryl back into that sad moment in New Zealand sports history. It's Harness Racing New Zealand, pacing for purpose, season two. hrnz.co.nz live the dream get involved with harness racing uh for child cancer foundation boys we are today taking a 50 dollars bet on at alexandra park on friday night race two number two private eye private eye we don't have quite have the odds just yet racing at alex park this friday uh we are due a winner the HRNZ team have helped us out because that's how bad we're going. Private Eye. Also, <laughs> there's a galloper called Private Eye running around in the Stradbroke yeah. this week. And uh, it's a pretty good galloper. Pretty nice horse. Has won some big races previously. But race two, number two, hrnz.co.nz for Child Cancer Foundation, Private Eye. Is he? Bang! Private Eye, get up. We need to raise some more money for Child Cancer Foundation. Kevin Seal coming up. Cycling review. Accountability. Is there anything? His open letter to Cycling New Zealand coming up shortly. We're off to track down him at Cafe now.
Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Find 15% off the Metamucil range at Chemist Warehouse. Now starting from just $18.69. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. on SCNZ Thursday the 9th of June it's already 8 o'clock time flies when you're having fun and you're ripping into sport here and abroad great to chat to Shauna Polly here in Alice Zeman, her partner volleyball heading to the Commonwealth Games spoke to her last year and she spoke about her aspirations her goals going forward just fell short of the Olympics but she's made the Commonwealth Games team so well done to her and well done to all the Commonwealth um, Games Members, awesome, awesome news. 50 days away from the UK, Birmingham, Commonwealth Games. Looking forward to watching that and our Kiwis do some great things. Going to read a few text messages just quickly, Uncle, but it's been a great couple of hours, eh, brother? Uh, awesome, mate. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I had, mm. had, had you know, not much sleep, but I think I'm, I'm, think I'm buzzing after Origin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mate, you never sleep. You crack me up. Oh man, I'm I'm nearly I'm zonked by eight thirty. Eh? I'm out. Absolutely <laughs> gone. Ski. My wife hates it. I start snoring at about eight, and she's like, "God, oh, man, can we watch a movie?" No, no, I'm up early, darling. That's what we do. We get the mahi done. It's all good. <laughs> the mahi man, I love it. Ah, the mahi man. <laughs> get the mahi done, boys. Eh? All right, here we go. I've been on the rugby league board with Kempe and we struggled as we had too much uh, we had too much knowledge of the game for some we were dealing with. We had the game at the forefront and they had personal goals as their preference. That is from Josh. So uh, great text messages and I'm looking forward to this next guest, Kempe. Just talking about boards and how they're operated and you've been on a few, mate. You've got a, a lot of knowledge as well. So you know exactly what he's on about. Oh, yeah, Josh is a good bloke. Dylan Cleaver's brother. Uh, you know, he's done... F- Made massive, massive rugby league uh, volunteer and and got mm. got awarded a a uh, New Zealand um, award just under a life membership uh, for for his his contribution to the game. So uh, no, you know there'll be not just not me, mate. There'll be many people talking about what Kevin Seal's doing. So um, the latest review into cycling New Zealand was a stark reminder and a reality check for the brutal nature and inequities that go on inside some of our most pressured sports. Yes, the tragic death of Olivia Podmore, which triggered the review, was a sickening price to pay by an action, inaction sorry, over a number of years inside cycling New Zealand. And now a top administrator and advocate for the sport is worried it is happening all over again. Isn't that too common? Kevin Searle is a former 
Cycling New Zealand board member and has worked at various levels in cycling throughout the years. And this week he has delivered an open letter. Good on you. Good on you, Kevin, to Cycling New Zealand, calling for the resignation of the board due to the inaction. He joins us now. He's on the line. Good morning, Kevin. Morning, guys. How are you? Mate, just talk us through the open letter and how it came about. Well, it it really came about, I think the final blow for me was the removal of the um, youth development um, uh, centres and around the regions uh, because we've done, I've done so, well, we have done so much work over the years taking to look at a program that really sort of guided our youth um, properly into you know that, that uh, high performance level and the removal of those was really the last straw for me um, that I'd been on the board uh, I, well to start with I'd, I'd chaired cycling news in the schools for nearly 10 years and we'd taken schools through a, a huge you know revolution of change um, and we'd got to the point where I felt job was done and I could see the difficulties because I had an annual report into, you know, I, I reported to Cycling New Zealand every year and I could see the difficulties and I felt the time was to step up to the next level to the board, but unfortunately I only lasted five months because no one was interested. So talk us through the board and the, the makeup of the board and why you think they've got it so wrong and they need to step down. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, firstly, let me say, you know, all those board members are good people. There's no question of that. You know, and, and, and people may not realise, but these board members don't get paid anything, so they're all volunteers. Um, but, uh, you know, the problem is, though, they, in my view, they're the, given what's gone on, they're the wrong people. Now, the board... The board is made up of two groups, for, um, and this was a result of, uh, of Sport NZ require, requiring national sport organisations to, uh, you know, to redefine themselves. So we have four independent members, um, and we have four member organisation members: one from Road and Track, one from BMX, one from uh, Mountain Bike, and one from School Cycling. Uh, so yeah, yeah, so that's that's how the board's made up. Um, they via a, a, an independent process. The four independent directors are um, are appointed, and the others come from a voting process. So are you saying that the but, are you saying that the process from Sport New Zealand and I've had this experience as well, where they say you need to appoint these independent people to your boards that know nothing about your sport, uh, is where the issue lies. Well. It, well, there's two issues, you know, because this, you know, I have to, I have to say that even at our member organisation level, it requires part of it requires us looking inwards at ourselves as the sort of at the at the people who go to the board. Um, the, 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 yeah, the, so there's two parts to it. I mean, it, it makes perfect sense what Sport NZ created, but my biggest bugbear um, has been that while these um, uh, board members who are appointed, you know, that most of them just don't have the passion for the sport. And I think in an organisation as small as cycling, because, you know, we have to accept that it, despite the success it enjoys, it's still a very small organisation in the scheme of things. Um, and the sport really requires people with passion for the sport. 
Um, and, and I don't believe that's hard to find. I could look around the country and, uh, and you know, and shoulder tap a whole lot of very capable people um, who could who could fulfil that role. So, so th- there's a combination of that. You know, some of it is, um, you know, and I have to be careful because I came from a role of a chairman to um, to the board. Is sometimes there's a sense of entitlement about. Um, if you've been through the system in the member organisation, well, your next step is the board. And I think we have to be very careful about that because it doesn't necessarily mean you get the right people. Mm. Um, you know, we were very lucky. We got Alison Shanks before I went to the board. And I, I came to the board because Alison Shanks retired early. Um, and we were fortunate to get someone like Ali Shanks. You know, she was amazing. And she, she has an incredible role out there in the world. Uh, but unfortunately, we lose people like that in the same way as we lost uh, Sarah Alma. Sarah came to the board and in the end resigned in complete frustration. So, Kevin, where does cycling New Zealand go now? The sport has been tarnished, uh, the industry, and, and why is the industry like this? Like, in your experience, you're a very experienced man, you've been on the board, so why has it, why has it come to this situation? Um, well... Part of it, you know, I, I believe is, is that um, we haven't moved on as the world has moved on about how we treat people. Mm. Um, you know, this, the, sort of the old school of, you know, you have to be really tough, you've got to be competitive to achieve, you, you know, it's all about the medals. Well, the, the world's actually moved from that and, um, and that, you know, we, you, you know, people say, you, you know, that... Um, young people these days are self-entitled and I actually take a deep breath and say well I've got three children in that age group and maybe I was one of those people that made them self-entitled mm. so the world's moved you know and but so many people hark back to oh you know it was in the past and I tell you I've got a little quote that I keep above my desk and it says that the past is a point of reference not a point of residence and I think that's part of our problem. You know, there's still a lot of old school within our system. You know, uh, appointments of people, um, you know, who, you know, who you know and within the system, therefore you, you're entitled to a job or a role. You know, and it just shouldn't be like that. Yeah, yeah you're making you're making total sense to me. Look, nine months after the passing of Olivia, and and for not to speak to the parents when I read that. I was absolutely devastated for that whānau. Look, two reviews, you've had two reviews, and high, high-end high reviews too, with a hearing report coming out. Uh, do you feel that these these reviews are just an escape mechanism for the boards that are that are holding them so that they can throw a cloud over what the actual issues are? Yeah, well, I totally agree there. Um, because, you know, if you look at this review, and it was what I highlighted in my open letter, you know, and I, I think, you know, it took me nearly six hours to read the current review, um, and I'm a speed reader, uh, but, you know, there's a lot to digest in there. But the point was, in 2000, when the two, 2018 report uh, came out, there were some very clear recommendations. Now, if you delve into the current report, those recommendations haven't been seen through, and I thought the most damning part was when the reviewers said that the policies that they created post 218 weren't lived documents. So it's really like, 
okay, we've made policy, tick the box, done that, move on. Um, so I don't know that the, the reviews are an escape me mechanism, but it's a hell of a way across the uh, our sport, which struggles for, you, you know, what really gets me is that our sport struggles for funding, yet these reports have to have cost a whole lot of money. Now, yes, it might have been done by Sport NZ, but that's money that Sport NZ had and now can't use for cycling. You know, and and it's and the, the, yeah, they do they do mask they they do mask moving on. You see the the thing I think with the the board is that, that four years ago they hadn't succeeded and they've had another four years and yet the recommendations are longer than ever. So what I think is they don't actually have the ability. You know, someone who's failed doesn't have the ability and in this case really failed twice, doesn't have the ability to self-repair. And that's why I believe the board has to go. So do you, you feel... Know, the, 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 sorry, sorry, Kev. There's another report today, yeah. another damning incident down the south with um, Sid Cunning, former cycling New Zealand coach. Allegations has been raised about him. Another big report, another big headline for cycling New Zealand. Are you expecting some resignations to come from this situation going forward? Well, well I haven't seen that yet. But you see, that. But that again, um, the, the, what's going on in Southland was an example of disconnect. You know, they did away with the uh, performance hubs. Sid Cummings ran one of the performance hubs, and then and and we're doing the same in Canterbury. We're trying to revive them, but we're doing within our within our cycling Canterbury organisation because we see them as essential. I mean, they were dropped with no consultation to us. I mean, you know, they said because they didn't have enough money. If money was the issue, you know, it was a question of saying, well, how can we achieve it? But it wasn't done, so the disconnect of just shutting them down. Now, Sid Cummings, you know, I don't know what's going on with, you, you know, what these other allegations are, but, but, but Sid was the coordinator down south, and Cycling New Zealand um, endorsed him without going to the regional organisation, and the regional, regional organisation weren't keen to have the hub in the way that Sid wanted it. Now, I don't know the ins and outs of that, but that disconnect of not actually talking to your, you know, your member organisation body in the region and, and endorsing someone just seems ridiculous. You know, that it just shows that across the organisation the, the disconnect that's existing. It's, it's so familiar, uh, Kevin, your conversation. And just before we let you go, how do how does the voice of the people you know like sport new zealand has all these clichés the voice of the participant you know growing the growing the sport how actually does the voice of the people the true voice of the people that are on the ground doing uh, the the sport justice like yourself that has identified the key outcomes of two reports and i you know rugby league um, my sport has had numerous reports exactly the same but but still how can they stop putting these people who just go on this merry-go-round on boards because they put their names forward to furnish their cvs how do they stop that well the answer is uh is is finding people you, you know i see it very simply and there are three words and the first is why you know, that we need organisations that you don't ask your athletes, why are you here? And then the second word is, you know, is, is, is what, do you, what, you know, what, um, 
you know, what you know what do you need to achieve that, and what are your responsibilities? Because that's a double-edged sword at that point. Mm. And then the third level for administrators is how how can we help you to achieve that? Now, what we need is is, is administrators who subscribe to that principle, and I believe 99% of the problem will be solved because what we don't have is athlete-focused organisations. Yeah, and, I t- and I'll tell you one thing, uh, Kevin, and this is how you move your board. Your people in cycling that run all your, all your sporting bodies around the country, vote them out. It's as simple as that. Special, special general meeting, get in there and remove the board. If they won't move, then move them. The sport needs to step up. Hey, Ke- Kevin, thanks for coming on today. It's been fantastic. Um, I wish you all the best with the open letter and getting some traction with, with your sport. And hopefully we see good people like you on boards as opposed to uh, people just shifting around seats around the sporting network. Thanks for coming on, Kevin. Okay, thanks very much. Cheers, Kevin. Very, very good, is he? That's a, you know, the the key message I got out of that was, you know, like, trust the sport. Mm. Trust the people in the sport. And actually, if you're going to have a review, like, here's here's Kevin, he's a volunteer, taking the time, six hours to read a review, and said, actually, you've done nothing. Mm. The policies in that review and the changes have been told, and we've spent money that could have gone to the sport, and you've actually sat there and done nothing. You're on your second term. Like, move on. Yes, yeah, he's he, he said it really simply. Mm. Like when you think of the industries that are struggling at the moment, the one word that comes that he spoke about and he he alluded alluded to was disconnect. This disconnect from the the home body to our provinces. You touched on it with NZRL and the league disconnect from our regions to the New Zealand Rugby League board. You know, like it's just simple. You got to get connection. You get got to get alignment, and you got to get a relationship established early otherwise you'll do what happens so i don't know the the underlying factors but these allegations with that sid um uh, sid coming down and he was opening up the g-force uh, southland cycling hub and now these allegations coming about out about him when he was in the cycling new zealand um coach role in 2019 and uh like he just said so like he alluded to there was no background checks there was no thing they pretty much just offered the role up without even doing any thorough uh, investigative work. So, um, yeah, it's interesting, mate. Crazy times out here at the moment. 21 minutes past 8 o'clock. That's Kevin Searle. He's delivered an open letter to Cycling New Zealand. He wants the resignation of the board. We'll watch this story over the next couple of weeks, and um, I'm sure it's come across Railing Castle's desk and High Performance Sport New Zealand as well. They really do owe it to the people involved for cycling to get this right once and for all. Paul Mwari of tab.co.nz is not far away, and we'll go on our Greyhound New Zealand charity run. To Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. It's the Great Greyhound Racing New Zealand Charity Run. Hey, remember it's Silver Holiday, SENZ Silver Holiday at Monaco this week, and highly encourage everybody to get out there and get behind it. It's the most prestigious race day for the Greyhounds, I think. Pretty sure. I know people will correct me if I'm wrong. So pretty sure it's, and Liz Whelan too, it's a massive, massive um, occasion on the Greyhound calendar. Well, I know it is, but uh, I'd encourage everybody to go get involved if, you, if you've got the time and you, you want to watch it. Tune in on Sunday. Very proud to be involved. And for our Grey, Greyhound New Zealand charity run with grnz.co.nz, we're looking at Addington tomorrow. Izzy, so we'll have a little fill up early in the morning. Race four, number seven, Go Ivy. We're on Go Ivy to start the weekend with a bang. Race four, $50 on the schnout at, can jump in out of box seven. 
you do you ever take take your TVs off? I know like the kids will have their you know Peppa Pigs and stuff on, is he? But is there a TV just <laughs> with trackside on? Uh yep, yep, yep. You'll you'll witness that in the weekend, mate. We'll chuck <laughs> it on. We'll light, we'll light the fire, and we we'll have a nice big Saturday, wouldn't we? Yeah, we would have thought so. Uh, yeah. 28 minutes past eight. If you want to go find those markets, head to tab.co.nz. Paulie Mawadi is on the line from tab.co.nz. Morning, Paul. Yeah, Queenslander, Queenslander, yeah. Queenslander. <laughs> hey, we picked it, Paulie, didn't we? Hey, wait, yeah. wait, fill your pockets. Get behind them. Everything fell into place. It was sensational. What a huge game. Uh, Munster, oh, Pat Carrigan. Uh, Cotter, Holmes yeah. was massive. Oh, geez, just a sensational game. Oh, I'm still fizzing. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice. And what, uh, what do you think? What did, where they sh- uh, shorten right up for winning the series? Seems they take the next game home. Yeah, well, what they're in uh, Perth in a couple of weeks' time, um, and I think the bookies have already got the odds out for uh, that game there. New South Wales are still slight favourites at around $1.82-ish. So we're expecting uh, Freddie and the boys to bounce back. Um, but crikey, if Queensland put on another show like that in a couple of weeks, uh, the series will be all wrapped up. Poorly, poorly, poorly. Just ask me opening up so short carrying an elephant on its back. How do you do that? <laughs> Uh, who's the elephant? Not you. <laughs> <laughs> Alan says he might as well have me on the back of it. <laughs> oh, he's a very canny trainer. Very canny. So, and uh, just ask me, um, wasn't that far away from a museum wire last time out? So don't worry about that. Um, I'm, I'm sure it'll go good. Hey, um, they're trying to say on the text line here, Kempe, that the drive show got everyone into the... the Queensland bet it wasn't you. Get out. Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> come on. What, what, what time's a drive show on? What time's a drive show on? Jack Wyden. Wyden. Yeah. 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 Try. Just so that you know, we're on at six o'clock in the morning. Well, oh. I don't know. That's what Tim's saying. He says it was Pops in the drive show that got, got everyone on the Queensland bet. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know, Kimpy. You might have. Look at Louis. Louis loves like this. He's like, he's like trying to fish, isn't he? He's like, it's like throwing out a sprat line with me, Paulie, you know? <laughs> Get that sprat line he, and wind it He sounds like a troll. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like one. He looks like one. Paulie, great to catch up. Tomorrow we'll talk about how much the Crusaders are going to beat the uh, Chiefs by so we can work out the point start. Um, yeah. Speaking of trolling, 29 away from 9, tab.co.nz. Download the TAB app today, except I'm not trolling because I'm not joking. We will be back after the news with Aroha for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand with some sports news headlines and then around the grounds with Rainbird and it's a bumper weekend, including today, Game 3, NBA Finals. Golden State Warriors travelling to Boston, to the TD Garden, the home of Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, John Havlicek, Bob Cousy. Kev- the, the list goes on. Can they do it in that famous arena? We'll talk about that later on. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. SCNZ 
26 away from nine here with Kim's Warehouse. Great savings every day. You can give us a call on the Kennard Tire phone line 0800 811. We'd love to hear from you before the end of the show. Uh, <laughs> keep Kimmy's mic off here very quickly. Uh, I gave the drive show Queens a 1 to 12 best bit for Beavers on Friday, so I actually tipped the Maroons. What a game. Cheers, Andre. Oh, Kimpy, you're third in line now, mate. Um, <laughs> That's all right. It's all about the punters. They all won. It's all about the punters. You know who it's all about as far as golf goes, and that's the blokes playing the LIV World Tour. We can't stop talking mm. about it. Patrick Reed's going to head off, join Dustin Johnson uh, and Phil Mickelson. So is Bryson DeChambeau. I don't know if anybody saw the photos of Phil Mickelson at the launch, but he looks like a man having a midlife crisis. Yeah. Not to judge. <laughs> Not to judge. But He does. He Did look- you hear the comments? Sorry, sorry, Louis. Can I just um, read Rory McIlroy's comments? Yeah, go for it. Any any decision you make in your life purely for money usually doesn't end up going the right way. I've had that a couple. I've had that before a couple times in my life. Rory McIlroy talking about so that's just a big statement, and he can't backflip that one and head over to the LV. I don't think he will. And you know who else mm. I don't think will? And, and uh, Alex Michelle, who we spoke to yesterday. If you want to hear that full chat, go to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on uh, a podcast channel, Spotify or wherever. Justin Thomas, listen to this, Izzy. Look, like people are entitled to choose as they wish. You know, it's like I don't dislike DJ now. I don't think he's a bad dude. I don't. I'm not going to treat him any differently. It's like he's entitled to choose as he wish. Now, I'm, I'm disappointed and I wish that he and others wouldn't have done it, but that's their decision you know uh i've said it all along it's like guys can do as they wish if they want to go they can go if they want to stay they can stay selfishly i think and i know that the pga tour is the is the best place to play in the world you know it's just the the decision is there and jt is very very close with tiger woods and he understands and really cares about legacy he's in that kind of ilk and 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 i i think that 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 opinion will be mm. the opinion of most of the golfers, but not all of them. And as JT says, I don't hold that against the other guys. Yeah, it's, and it's fair comments. Like, um, they're entitled to their own decision. Um, I've been thinking about the situation with the PGA now. A couple of the big names are going. So does, that's diluting the whole PGA makeup. If you're in, you know, in the middle echelon of the, of the group and you're, in, you know, you're not there or thereabouts, you're probably going to get excited now because you're giving yourself an opportunity. No, Dustin... No Reed, no Ulstazen, you know, no DeChambeau probably, no um, Phil Mixon. Like there's quality top 50 players that are not going to be in the PGA. So this will give the uh, middle group an opportunity to go on and potentially make some money if they hold and stay in the PGA. So you look at that positive and you, and you think of that situation that, that's in front of the PGA. Yeah. I don't, agree. I don't know if you, um, you've you seen Laurie Daly doing his, it was a, like a catch-up on his career on uh, Sky Sport that's been rolling this week and he was talking about the Super League uh, ARL um, war when he signed uh, for Super League to play and he said, at the time I signed because of the money. You know what I mean? He said they're just mm. offering so much uh, money and the and the the guy who interviewed him was saying, well, would you do anything different? He said, yeah, I probably would these days, knowing what I know. So, mate, when you throw that much money mm. around and... and it, it says to a guy, well, like we said yesterday, is he, man, I can set myself up in five years doing this and that's it. I don't have to worry about going to golf anymore and spend the rest of the time with my family. It does it does, um, tend to make you make a, a really mm. rash decision. So I think there'll be still um, players going to that tournament based on them, them saying, well, I could actually get out of this career sooner rather than later.
Mm, I totally agree. I think this is, yeah, just a start. And I uh, wonder if DJ's changed his username yet. Hold on, Dustin Johnson. <laughs> DJ, where Dustin are Dustin Johnson, <laughs> LIV Golf. Yeah, it was, it was Dustin Johnson PGA yesterday. We'll have a look. I'll give you an update shortly. Let's see if it's Dustin Johnson Saudi. Uh, great to hear from Daryl Mitchell. Huge shoes to fill to replace Taylor, and he hasn't missed a beat. That's from Adam on double eight, double three. Completely agree. Great to catch up with Daz Mitchell. Not sure if Raylan Castle has the nails to sort out cycling New Zealand either. She did a poor job at the Bulldogs and a worse job at Oz Rugby. That's from Kevin Hebby. Mm. Yep. Well I, think, well, I think they do play a big part in... Um, a lot of these actions, they, they handle the review they, because that's where the money comes from. They put the process in place. This is where the independent directors come from. And what we're hearing across all sports is that it's not working. Has to be Savia at seven, but I love Jacobson. That's from Chris. Double eight, double three. Keep your messages coming through on who you want at Openside and Izzy and Kempe's All Blacks 23. The great selection. We have yeah. picked Akira Ioane with 72% of the votes at Blindside. Dalton is out. We're saying for the first test, and this is the team we're picking for the first test, who do you want at seven? Tomorrow we're talking number eight, and Izzy has prop- promised us an absolute smoky. I'm uh, going to go out on a limb here in the next one. Uh, I mm. love it. I love it. So head to SCNZ underscore Instagram to vote or just text us, double eight, double three. And one last one before we get off. The Mahi Man, great name for a racehorse uncle from Gaza. <laughs> <laughs> do the Mahi get the treats, eh, is. Do the mahi get the trees? What about Mark the Mahi Man? How he's I haven't heard from him. He's a real Warriors fan. You know Mark the Mahi Man? That hangs around with the Warriors, goes around with William Wairua. Oh, Mark you the know? Mahi Man. Yeah. I wonder where oh. he is. Maybe he's in Redcliffe. Mate, there's been all sorts of but there's been all sorts of things going around, eh? As you know, like jersey burnings and oh, you know, no. all sorts of stuff, you know. So there's some pretty upset people, I think, uh, over the last three days and, and we've probably helped it a lot with Stace getting the job, is we've calmed everyone down and said, Look forward to them coming home on June the third. Do you reckon they get the job done, eh? Oh Well, this weekend? My yeah. heart, my no, 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 hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Around the grounds with Rainbird is after oh, this. Oh, okay, Around okay. the grounds with Rainbird is after this. Don't prematurely <laughs> go. Everyone's getting excited, mate. Come on, come on. All right, we'll be back. 20 minutes to nine. Crusaders. Around the grounds with Rainbird, the intelligent use of water. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast, SCNZ, quarter to nine this morning. Big show, all of the content on the podcast channel was Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Harder mahi this morning, and now it's time to go around the grounds with Rainbird. Well, let's start with the hoops, boys. Golden State Warriors versus Boston Celtics. 1-1 so far. Boston got the road game in South, uh, in the Bay. Now they're back in TD Garden, Boston, from 1pm today. Kimpy, I know you're... I'm a Celtics all the way. Is he? Golden State. Golden State. Golden State. Golden State against mate. <clears throat> State against State. Perfect. State against mate. I'll split the difference, and I think Golden State wins the series in seven, but I think the Celtics get this one back today. Sunday... 8.15pm, Morton Stadium, Redcliffe, which is the fortress. <laughs> Warriors, 14th on the ladder versus the Sharkies, 6th on the ladder. Do the boys lift for Jonesy? Oh, my heart says yes, but my head is just not actually trying to connect with my heart. They Come on, even, do it for Stace. Yeah, they couldn't even beat 11-man outfit last time, so... 
Sharkies, sorry. Nico Hines straight back in from Origin 2, Hopefully so they I lose nothing. Hopefully I stop the Sharkies. Hopefully <laughs> I stop the Sharkies. Do you guys remember... Have you forgotten all about Lethal uh, Lethinus already? Have you forgotten about Cinderella and Fairy Tales? Come on, boys. He's the prodigal son. He's got the reins. Uh, ho- oh, mate, I got- hope so. I hope the players mate, are inspired. We don't need Cinderella. We need Tarzan. Tarzan. We need Captain America. I'm going to stop the Sharkies. Okay? There you go. Get okay. on. Get on, Izzy. All right. Beautiful. Um, uh, okay. What about Friday night? Is I'm he- going to stop. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna. Stop, I'm not gonna stop this. <laughs> well, this is where I don't stop them. Okay, this is where I don't stop the team or backing, mate. Crusaders all day. This is honestly the bomb squad tomorrow. Stay tuned. I'm coming back with some passion tomorrow. Crusaders Chiefs. It doesn't get any bigger than this. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps. So Listen much to, to lose. that. So me, much Kimby. to lose. Kimby, Kimby, look at me. Listen to that noise, Kimby. Look at me, Kimby. Mm. <laughs> look at me. Ooh. 12 titles. Uh, but I'm just outnumbered. A franchise Kempi, built on greatness. Stand up. When you're Val- at home, out- stand up when they play this song, please. Okay, I'm outnumbered. <laughs> I'm, I'm outnumbered here, but you know what? i got a funny feeling. Brody, Brody Ritala, <laughs> Luke Jacobson. Don't try it. Shut up, Chuck. It's all over. Don't, don't try it, Chuck. You can't because... What did you call him? What did you call Brody last time when they came down there and won? That wasn't me. Um, I think Steve Devine called him a grub. <laughs> oh, no, Brody, did you hear that? Did you hear what they called you? Hey, Go take it out on the Razor's mate. 100th game as coach. There is no way the players don't win this game for him. Like, is he... Think about it. Like, it would be... The, the, the city would go into mourning. Mate, they just know. The boys know what's in front. They've been here. Semi-finals. They know the challenge that awaits. They're at home. They're in front of their people, their fans. Mate, Crusaders, they're just born to win titles. We know that. And I know you know that, Ken. I know you know that on the Temper Bedpost text machine. The Crusaders, <laughs> they just win titles. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we know that one's... We'll probably put that one to bed for now. More of that tomorrow. <laughs> oh, do we have to? Yeah, we're, actually, we're actually losing <laughs> listeners. Uh, 7 p.m. Saturday. Blues versus Brumbies at Eden Park. Blues all day. Blues. Yeah, Blues. Blues, yeah. yeah, Blues get the job done. Yeah, they should. Yeah. They should really. I think they'll crush them. To be honest, uh, yeah. I think. I think we'll be going back and up, going to the footy this weekend. Then footy next weekend at Eden Park Crusaders, uh, Blues final. All right, uh, on SCNZ live tomorrow I've got night. Visions in ninety seven, Louis. Um. Yeah. 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 Just, I don't know why. I just get you having sweats at night. <laughs> you know, and, that, and then <laughs> and all Maxwell just storming and. Storm and no, Norman. Just, yeah, just. I'm yeah. getting Ron. I don't Cri- know why. I'm kind of getting Ron Crib vibes, just mm. like actually against the Brumbies. That that solo try. <laughs> so maybe, maybe, who would know? Hey, um, on CNZ tomorrow night live. Black Caps versus England. Second test. Trent Bridge. Do we get the bounce back, Kimby? I think so. I think that. Uh, geez, listening to uh, to Daz this morning, I think he's like geez, he was oozing quite confidence. I thought in his conversation. So. Mm. Um, we need to bounce back, that's one thing, but I think they will. I think at Trent Bridge they, they'll come back. Yeah, Black Caps, I'm expecting one of that top order to really have a statement. That was, you know, not Black Caps like, the, I think I was reading something, the least amount of runs the top four order has scored ever 
in the black caps. So they'll be disappointed with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm speaking black caps about that. That makes three of us. Uh, what about this? <laughs> um, Sunday, Pulse First Stars, TSB Bank Arena, the ANZ Premiership Netball Final, which... Uh, obviously is a massive one for the Stars after knocking off the Mystics. Wellington, 4pm. Who do we like? Well, I like both. Pulse. Yeah, I like, I like uh, both. If Maya, Wilson, if Maya Wilson turns in the same game she turned in last night, I think they're a chance. Like, she's the key. 100%. And next week, we'll go around the grounds in depth as we amble towards the All-Whites versus Costa Rica at al Stadium in Qatar. A World Cup shootout qualifier, 1v1, Costa Rica versus the minnows from New Zealand, the men from down under going to Doha to get it done. Let's go. Danny Hay, Chris Wood, Winston Reid, the lads, next week, SNZ isn't giving breakfast. We'll be all over it. And... If the person saying it's wet wet the rugby tomorrow night and the cru- the Chiefs fullback is going to roll the Crusaders, Izzy, I think the weather's meant to be quite good, isn't it? I reckon you should uh, give him something. She's going to be good. It's going to be windy earlier on. You know, the nor'wester down here, so it should be swirly for Joshua Ali at the back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but if it's wet, mate, I've played in games when it's wet and I'm on the wing. I'm freezing and I just love watching the boys up front just go to Mahi, just get their noses dirty. That is ah, in there. Ready to roll the sleeves up. So, nah, doesn't matter. Wet or dry. It's unlucky. Izzy's bomb squad, Crusaders Chiefs tomorrow. You're not going to want to miss it. Joshuani, what do you have coming for you? Eight away from nine. Let's catch up with Smithy after this. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto, don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.